1: Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders, I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with CINDA Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now you can learn more about CINDA under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. We also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in Today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, um, other business values and ethics that can impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we're on every podcast platform. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders. We're on. Apple, Google Pay, Stitcher, Spotify, and you will find us. I also invite you to connect with me and send me your thoughts and insights to Borders at gmail.com. And tell me what you want to hear on this show. But regardless of what, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. And today, on to today's subject, which is really one of my favorite subjects to talk about. You know, in, in, in life, we very often miss vital signals, regardless of whether it's personal, political, commercial, economical, or environmental. We very often focus on the wrong things because we just do not see the other things. And this happens more in business than we think. But there is one thing that help us see us help us see better and that is trust trust presence cements relationships by allowing people to live and work together feel safe and belong to a group trust in a leader allows organizations and communities to flourish while the absence of trust can be cause fragmentation conflict and even war but to quote his holiness the dalai lama to earn trust Money and power aren't enough. You must show some concern for others. You can't buy trust in a supermarket. And in this episode, we're going to talk about trust with an expert business consultant. Our guest today is Zane Raj, and he's a visionary leader, business accelerator, and industry futurist. Zane combines innovation and creativity to create new business models for the future. In his new book, The Pyramid Puzzle, Igniting Transformation with the Power of Trust, he tells a story about how using a frag framework grounded on proven social sciences principles, ancient wisdom, and modern-day management principles can ignite business growth. He is also the CEO of Shapiro and Raj, an independent research and insights company. Zane is also the founder and CEO of Zednex, an ideas incubator that takes an objective and destructive dist- Disruptive look at issues and trends to help marketers and business leaders realize their full potential in a data driven, digitally led, and insights driven world. He is also the author of Marketing for Tomorrow, Not Yesterday, and Brand Rituals How Successful Br- Brands Bond with Consumers for Life. So, Zane, welcome to the show. It's great
2: to be on the show, Kimberly.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you've written several books. Okay. I mean, you wrote Marketing for Tomorrow, Not Yesterday, Brand Rituals. Um, and now your new one is kind of more, I, and I read it o- over the weekend. It, it's really great. And it's kind of more like written novel style. What made you kind of go from, from kind of a business style to this new style? Well, I think uh,
2: uh, it was called, How Do You Stay Relevant? But more importantly, how do you actually get read as an author, right? Mm-hmm. The first couple of books were written in 2012, 2015, 2016. Over COVID, I ended up writing two other business books. Um, but the interesting part was after writing those books, when I went back to read them, they were good. The publishers liked them, but they were still the same old business frameworks, right? Mm-hmm. And what I've realized over time is at the end of the day, what I wanna talk about, and I think the issues that I care about, I you know I want them to be read. And mm-hmm. as, if, as a reader of a lot of different genres, one of my favorite genres happens to be fiction and actually historical fiction. And one fine day I thought, You know, I was writing a book on trust. I said, why don't I just make this into a story and talk about it as it relates in life to people? And there we go. You know, the characters kind of emerged. Uh, It became easy to kind of communicate the concepts because I was trying to bring them to life in a way that anybody could actually understand and not need a degree. And not, you know, and it just it just wrote itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was it.
1: I, I mean, I thought it was fascinating because, I mean, we all know that we can learn a lot of leadership lessons from fiction, okay? And then um, seeing you take this other approach of saying, okay, here here's the business stories that I want to get out, but I'm going to put it then into fiction instead of the reverse. I found that absolutely fascinating, and it was a really good read with a lot of lessons. So I, 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 let's talk a little bit, you know, um, some of the things you, that you say. We're going to come back more into the Characters in the book in a little while, but I want to I want to stay on some of your comments on consulting, okay? And just kind of your opinion on consulting and in, in the pyramid puzzle, you say that the average business consultant often focuses on the wrong things when they're called in to help a struggling brand or business. Um, what do you? Why do you think that is? What do they get wrong?
2: Yeah, so you know, I mean, first of all, you know, there's a reason for a consulting industry to exist, and I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of consulting firms do good work. What they absolutely get wrong is the fundamental issue that most people forget, right? They focus on all of the operational aspect, what I call the left brain orientation, uh on leveraging stuff. So they focus on and a business is in trouble. They start looking at the pricing strategy or the distribution strategy or do you have the right products in the right market fit are you addressing the right address of you know all of the things that are fundamentally tactical aspects that make up the business of the business, right? Mm-hmm. What they don't have and what they don't value and what they don't recruit for, screen for, or operate in is the one fundamental dimension everybody forgets, right? So when you talk to people, for example, and say, what business are you in? You know, a lot of people go, I'm in a hospitality business or I'm in the manufacturing business or I'm in the consulting business or I'm in the healthcare business. You know what people get wrong is every business at the end of the day is a people business mm-hmm. and unless there is a person at the other end of the chain a human being who has a problem that you and your business can't solve there is no reason for you to exist and then and, and so if you start with that as a premise and you look at it your customers are human you have to solve the problem your employees are human beings you have to understand how they can contribute, your suppliers are human being, everybody that makes the business work, the business successful or not, are human beings. And Mm -hmm. if you don't start with that fundamental premise, you know, you're never gonna get the problem right, right? You're never gonna get the problem solved. And I think that's where the consultants fail. And over the last 20 plus years, that's been the fundamental premise of any business that wants to survive or thrive Needs to start by understanding the foundation of what do the humans that allow the business
1: to exist need. Yeah, I I mean, go ahead, please. Uh, no I was just gonna say I mean it's a really important point and and um, you know when you're saying this it goes from my brain and I'm going uh, you know I don't want to be a little consulting bashing here, but um you know I, we've all been in companies and I've worked in big companies where they set in they've send in you know the Mackenzies, the Baines, and all these who who who, who seem to work at, at just as you said, left brain operated um, very structured. Um, a structure to pull, pulling out the template, um, and and very very often with, with young, smart, okay, uh, smart, you know, Harvard grads, you know, um, you know, kids, you know, out of school, and um, it, it doesn't seem like sometimes when they take that approach that even. Even these young, smart people come in and have the experience to, to, to really understand and look at the people side. I mean, uh, I'm kind of bashing on large consultant firms right now, but, uh, and I don't want to get you in trouble. But I mean, it, 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 does, it, it doesn't make sense to me to pull out these, these, you know, templates and then send somebody in who may not have the experience.
2: You know, it's uh, you are absolutely right, Kimberly. Right, I, and you know, it's fascinating. One of the companies that you know I had the uh, pleasure to work with, you know, and actually transform uh, in a way, uh, literally had that. You know, and the CEO when I when he first reached out to me based on a referral and and said, "I need your guys to help me figure this out." Uh, he followed that statement right. After that, by saying, and, you know, the only reason why I'm asking you to do this is because, uh, you know, my people are very busy because I've got talent from McKinsey, Payne, BCG, right, on my leadership team. But we're busy buying companies and putting them together. And so we don't have, you know, that's why we need somebody from outside. And you've been referred. Mm -hmm. And I remember and maybe that was a moment of arrogance for me. Right. And it was a Sunday afternoon when he called me. And I remember saying to him, I said, it doesn't matter who you have, but you're never ever going to find a way to solve your problem. Because what you don't have or none of your people have is the ability not only walk in your customer's shoes, but Mm -hmm. actually live in their hearts and understand what happens in their guts and actually be able to have deep enough empathy to kind of understand what problems they need you to solve. And and it was fascinating, uh, you know the that and I think that's what happens. I mean, I was you know at another company, I saw a team of consultants come in, uh, charged two million dollars for mm. a ninety-day project, and what they left behind at the end of ninety days was a hundred and ninety-four-page document that basically regurgitated everything that they heard. Yeah. yeah, The Average age of the team that worked on this project was twenty-nine years, right? Yeah. And so you, what you're saying makes complete sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that so many times in my career, too. And then I, I remember, you know, even being on... Um... You know, committees or boards, and saying, "Oh God, here they come again." Um, but you're right; just kind of p- put it here, and then write it down and put it back. But I think we, um, your point is, we got to get beyond that. And it's a great story with you going in and turning that around that company. And I want to. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I want to kind of deep dive into, you know, uh, the people part. You know, what what do we have to do to to get this right? And talk a little bit about. Um, trust and and what that means in this whole you know in this whole business consultancy and relationship so for our listeners Today, we are talking with Zane Raj, and he's a visionary leader, business accelerator, and industry futurist. His new book that we're talking about today, The Pyramid Puzzle, Igniting Transformation with the Power of Trust, tells a story on how using a framework grounded and proven social sciences principles, ancient wisdom, and modern-day management principles can ignite business growth. He is also the chairman and CEO of Shapiro and Raj, an independent research and insights company, and he's also the author of Marketing for Tomorrow, Not Yesterday and Brand Rituals, How Successful Brands Bond with Customers for Life. Now, if you'd like to learn more about him, you can go to his website on www.zainraj.com. And then he's also on social media all over the place and on LinkedIn under Zayn Raj Influencer and on Facebook under Zayn Raj Marketer. So please go there and look him up. And. This broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual pieces of training conferences, do market research and legislative uh, papers on digital. They also do live conferences. The next one is in may 12 to 15 in berlin germany and they also have a very interesting platform for entrepreneurs and startups it's free to anybody and it takes an entrepreneur or startup from idea to exit through a series of lessons interpretations and working together with them online to make sure that they put together a very good profile pack so if you'd like to go on and get access to that platform please go to www.cinda.org under cinda for startups and it is free and with that we're going to take a short break and we will be right back listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel.
2: Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you.
0: Listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are talking with Zane Raj, and he's a visionary leader, business accelerator, and industry futurist. And he has a new book out called *The Pyramid Puzzle: Igniting Transformation with the Power of Trust*. And it tells a story on how, using a framework of grounded and proven social sciences principles, of ancient wisdom, and modern-day management, um, these things can ignite business. And it also tells the story in a in a really Intriguing and engaging way because it is more of a novel with business with business lessons in it. Now, Zane is also the chairman and CEO of Shapiro Raj, an independent research and insights company, and is also the author of two other books, which are on Amazon, Marketing for Tomorrow, Not Yesterday, and Brand Rituals, How Successful Brands Bond with Customers for Life. So, Zane, welcome back. So, I, I want to start to go into the people part, and I want to go into your novel, because um, you know, in your novel, you kind of identified trust as a key business success can you define trust in a context of business
2: absolutely and i think i think uh, the definition of trust that i'm going to give you not only works in the context of business but works in life in general right and the reason why this framework got developed is historically trust is always seen as a feeling or an emotion right It's felt as something soft and fuzzy, and you kind of go, how do I really truly understand it? But it is actually, at a scientific level, very, very simple. starts with one, one, one foundation, which is setting an expectation and understanding an expectation, right? And so the clarity that people need to have is, what do you want to expect from me? So, Kimberly, you would expect from me when you brought me on your show, the ability to give content in a way that could be valuable to your listeners, right? And so that's an expectation. And my expectation from you would have to be clear. So that's the first part that needs to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And and what happens in the world of business is a lot of people don't really understand how to set clear expectations. And I'll come to that in a minute. The second part of the formula is exceed those expectations, right? And then the third part is uh, fundamentally do it consistently, right? And so if you think about this as an algorithm, set a clear expectation, exceed it and do it consistently at every point in time. That is a very, very simple way of thinking about a set, set trust. So let's mm-hmm. talk about in the context of business, right? We talked about in the last segment, the fact that every business is a people business because employees are people, customers are people, suppliers are people, right? So what happens in, in business when you look at the context of expectation? So if you're an employee of the company, you know, what you expect to be is an indispensable, right, asset. Okay, you know you want to be an indispensable asset, and you know that's your expectation of the of, of what, right. right? But you know what the company looks at you is a dispensable expense, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the world that we're living in today. You know how many people are getting cut furloughed and stuff like that so that the companies can still deliver on their profit expectation. So there is no alignment on expectation. If you're a supplier in a business, right, you want to be a valuable partner uh, to the business, right? But what does the business look at you, right, as a negotiable vendor, right? And it's a mm-hmm. funny, if you look at the Fortune 250, right, 250 Fortune uh, companies, 93% of them, Talk, you know, all of them talk about how suppliers are important, but 93% of them have what they call a vendor management program, mm-hmm. not even a supplier management program, right? And so, so when you think about your employees, you don't have alignment, you don't have an alignment with, you know, your, you know, your suppliers, think about your customers, right? You know, a, a lot of customers in a lot of cases, you know, they only know you from what you advertise and the taglines you use. Now, I, did a, I did a keynote on this subject at the healthcare conference a couple of weeks ago, and I actually put up the taglines of the top 20 companies that were in attendance there, right? And everybody said, if you took away the logo, you could not tell which company was was because they all literally said the same thing. Mm. So if you're making a very generic set of statements and setting expectations, you're never going to be able to meet them. Forget exceed them, right? right? So if you misaligned. So step one on any business is, can you set clear expectations with the human beings that make your business stick? And then if you do that, now, then you have to exceed, then you have to do it consistently. So I'm going to stop here to see if you wanted any more context before I continue.
1: No, I, I think this is, I think this is really good because what I really like is you're saying we all, we all and think about emotion and trust. And when you're saying this, I took this out of my head, Zane, from a business point of view to a child point of view, okay, and 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 that that helps me a little bit, you know. When you're having with your kids, if you have teenagers or something, and you say you don't trust me or something like that, um, I kind of took it from the business context to that context, and I said, "Wow, this really works," you know. So I'm um, going back to the the business, and you said you, this could work in life and as well as business. But let's let's go on with some kind. Con- yeah context on that, but I just wanted to kind of give you this light bulb that came up in my head, you know, thinking thinking about the last fight I had with the kids, you know what I mean? So. You know, and
2: that's exactly right, right? And I think to me, it's fascinating when you think about some of the bigger ahas and a word like trust, which has been around for 50,000 years, right? The yeah. concept of it, it's not that complicated, right? right? Once you break it down. So now, now what else happens in a business environment, Right. A lot of businesses do the big things right, but you know where trust either gets broken is, when, is not in the big things, it's in the small things. So let me tell you a story about my whole favorite hometown airline, right? Chicago, United Airlines, right? They talk about flight the friendly skies. You know, a few months ago, I was traveling from Chicago to New York, you know, they delayed the flight by 20 minutes and the announcement was we're cleaning and sanitizing this flight for your safety, right? You know, da da da. okay? So 20 minutes delay, I get on board and I make a right turn. I'm in 3B, right? The first thing I notice when I take a turn from the door to go to my seat is I see a toothpick lying on the floor right by 1B, right? Which Mm -hmm. is the aisle. And then when I go to 3 and I put my bag up, I lean down to pick my backpack up, I see a crumpled piece of facial tissue that was lying on the floor, right? Right by 2B. Right. So I look at it and then I kind of reach out to the purser, Janine, and I said, Janine, would you let like, I mean, you guys sanitize, clean this, but that doesn't look like clean sanitize, right? That looks like stuff that went into, you know, places. Can we just have that cleaned up? And she goes, well, let me see if I can get somebody somebody from the cleaning crew in, right? You yeah. know, and I mean, it was a shock for me. I'm like, well, you know, she's wearing gloves, right? She's giving everybody, why, why couldn't she just take, go grab a tissue, pick the bloody thing up, right? It kind of, But she couldn't find somebody from the cleaning crew because the boarding had already started. People were coming on board. Then, you know, it was over. Those things that didn't get cleaned up. And I did not feel very safe anymore. Ergo, I wasn't feeling very friendly anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, United got me from Chicago to New York, got me there on time despite leaving late. But, you know, what it left was a sense of I didn't feel safe. Therefore, I didn't feel friendly. Right. Mm -hmm. I put my mask on. I didn't have my coffee or water in the entire flight. And for the next four months, I actually went out of my way to fly American and Delta, despite some of those flights being a little bit longer. Right. And it's just so fascinating. I reached out to the United office and finally managed to talk to somebody. And I go, and they go, "What would you have us do?" And I said, "She could have just picked those two things up, got a tissue, picked it up, gotten rid of it, changed her gloves." Right. Yeah. And it's completely different. And this is another part of the story, which is see the employees are not aligned behind the promise that the company's making, right? Yeah. And, they, and they don't have the ability to build within their context, the trust, which is what's going to drive the loyalty among the associates to take an additional step forward. And that's where companies fail. That's where businesses fail. If then they don't realize that without trust, as a foundation that binds humans together, right? It doesn't matter what promises they make. If they don't have people aligned on those, if that expectation is not clearly set on how to become friendly, and what friendly means, not just smile along the way, right? It's about Mm -hmm. creating a safe environment. It's about creating a pleasant environment. It's about addressing somebody's issues with a more human touch versus a functional touch. Those are the things companies have lost and the larger the company, the further they are from understanding simple reality around you have to basically dial up your humanity and dial down your corporate armor, right?
1: Yeah. And, and, and- See, and that's um, it, you know I'm I'm thinking about because I took a glance at your other books too, and and you're talking about this trust. This is that was a fantastic story, absolutely, and I'm sure we can all relate to something similar to that with a brand on at some level. Um, but um, th- this cast came at this alignment, okay? And you say the bigger the company, the more difficult it is. I mean, um, you know, they're machines. They're they're hiring stewards, they're hiring pilots, okay? Um. how can they effectively cascade and communicate that down to make sure there is alignment so that they don't break this brand trust? Because basically you had your brand trust broken there. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and so how, what can they do better to do that? You know, it's, I think what they can do better is by
2: fundamentally staying connected with the foundational promise that they uh, and need to stand for, right? The Here's what happens in companies. They basically frame who they are and how they present themselves to the outside world using the age-old medium called advertising, right? Mm-hmm. And then what they do is they land up actually writing a tagline, right? And then their tagline becomes a foundation of the promise that they're making. And because that's the most visible promise that they're making, now, you know, that that becomes what defines the experience they need to deliver, right, to the human being on the other end. Because that's what they're saying is that's the problem I'm solving for you, right? You mm-hmm. want to travel somewhere and you want a friendly experience when you get there, right? You go. The problem is they never really define what friendly means clearly to everybody, including the employees that they're right? So that becomes a marketing department issue, right? Which is a it no longer becomes a company wide issue. And so for for people to actually shift things and get the entire company aligned, they need to have a clear promise every standby. BMW does that brilliantly. The ultimate driving machine, the entire focus is building a performance car. All the people know it, all the customers know it, all the suppliers know it, all the dealers know it, and that's why they can continue growing successfully. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that's that's interesting and um, I think we're going to we're going to take a short break in a minute and when we come back I want to I want to really talk about that a little bit more on the practical side and on what this, you know, looks like from the practical side and and what what do our leaders have to do and do our leaders really understand this concept or are they so focused on on other aspects of the business that they can't really Implement it. Um, so, for listeners, we are talking today with Zane Raj, and he's a visionary leader, business accelerator, and industry futurist. He's talking, he has a new book out called The P- Pyramid Puzzle, and it's igniting transformation with the power of trust. Uh, the book tells a story um, that has a lot of business lessons, and it uses a framework grounded on social sciences principles, ancient wisdom, and modern day management principles that can help ignite business growth. And he is the chairman and a CEO of Shapiro and Raj, an independent research and insights company. And he's also the author of the other two books we're talking about: Marketing for Tomorrow, Not Yesterday, and Brand Rituals: How Successful. Brands Bond with Customers for Life. Now you can go to his website and you can learn about pretty much everything and also see the social media there under Zayn Raj. And that is Z-A-I-N-R-A-J dot And he's also on LinkedIn under Zane Raj Influencer and on Facebook under Zane Raj Marketer. And so please reach out to him and the book is available on Amazon. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focus on digital. Um, they also have a Cinda for startups, which is a learning platform online that takes startups or entrepreneurs from idea to exit and it is completely free and you can go to www.cinta.org to check that out and sign up and with that we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today.
0: Say It Skillfully is my
1: radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive
0: at work and in your life. Check out sayaskillfully.com for practical resources,
1: including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes?
2: us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio.
0: You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and today we're talking with Zane Raj, and he's a visionary leader, business accelerator, and industry futurist. In his new book, The Pyramid Puzzle, Igniting Transformation with the Power of Trust, it's, he tells a story um, that uses a framework of, grounded on social sciences, ancient wisdom, modern-day management, and it talks about how you can ignite Business growth using these areas. He's also the chairman and CEO of Shapiro and Raj, an independent research and insights company. And he's also the author of two other books that are on Amazon, and that's Marketing for Tomorrow, not Yesterday, and Brand Rituals: How Successful Brands Bond with Customers. So, um, Zane, before before the 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 break, I was kind of talking. We were kind of talking about the this cascading, this alignment. Okay, this alignment of. Of, you know the employees with the message um, uh, and the bigger you get, the more complicated it gets you know to try to get it down to the last person who's standing in the airplane you were there from the corporate offices um you know returning to that what what does it really look like in practical terms how, how How do we really make this work yeah, and
2: I think I think the 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 reason why the further the leadership the further the operators get what they get into is instead of understanding what drives their business they get so caught up in the business of the business right mm-hmm. and they start worrying about things like am i making the right profits you know is my ebitda right? is my earning per share what what stakeholders am i going and what lands up happening for people is they objectify all of the human beings that are part of their ecosystem, right? And so, you know, because they're no longer dealing on a one-on-one level, right, uh, with anybody, uh, except their immediate ecosystem, and everybody has now become, and I call that people putting on their corporate armor, right Mm -hmm. and when they have the corporate armor they put their you know and i i I tend to be a history fanatic so i think about the world from the old days like big armor big helmet just those ice slips and everything else, right you stop losing visibility of anything and you also stop having any empathy left right because uh, you're surrounding yourself with a lot of uh walls and 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 i think but if you just walk away and you decide Right. The clarity is that at the end of the day, so I'll just finish the BMW story because I started. Right. What, what the, what the, when BMW got founded, right. And they were very clear that they were going to build a a, a car that was going to be an absolute performance car. Right. And they fundamentally decided that to define the absolute performance car, you know, they created a tagline that says the ultimate driving machine. Right. And when you you go to their factories, when you go talk to the people across the line, right? What you find is everybody aligned, is everybody aligned around the whole idea of in whatever aspect of the car that they're involved in, they are gonna get an absolute highest performance level, right? Whether it's the music system or whether it's the machine. And it goes down. So it starts with the customer expectation and I'm shameless, right? I've been a 30 year customer of BMW. I only broke that when I bought one car a couple of years ago I bought a Tesla and right now I'm waiting because my new BMW i5 is actually on the ship on its way here right and I can't get right. here okay um, and, and and the reason for that because I just don't get now when you look at the dealerships and how the dealers get one you know compensated and incentivized and the way they also realize that they are out there to sell a performance engine, a performance machine and service it, right? If you look at their supplier partner relationships and how they operate, they reward the supplier partners that actually bring them innovation, new capabilities, but they are mm-hmm. focused on what is it that's going to improve the quality of the performance of the our, 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 our cars, right? And so, they have an entire ecosystem that they've consistently aligned now across the board because everybody knows that the end outcome they need to deliver is to deliver the ultimate driving machine. End of story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and so if you think about it conceptually, it's not that hard. And which is why my local Mexico, you know, Mexican restaurant, it's called Yerba Buena, it's about 10 minutes from my house, actually has over a couple of generations continue to be the place where you have long lines, right, of people trying to get in because reservations get booked weeks ahead of schedule, right? And why is that? Because, one, they truly understand who the customers are and what the customers want, right? And that's why they have jugs of margaritas and jugs of mm-hmm. stuff in which very few people yeah, right? And And the pricing is kind of curated the same way, the way they see people's care. And they understand the customers, the employees have lasted for a long time because they all, the entire aspect is, me, Casa, you know, like my home, you yeah. yeah. You come into Yerba buena, you feel like family. They treat yeah. you like family, you know. And, and, and that is the humanity that is missing across, which is why anybody at a senior level, right, needs to have that. Now, what's interesting, I don't know if you follow Starbucks, Howard Schultz built Starbucks, came back again when Starbucks was in trouble. They just bought on a new CEO. And you know what the the board asked the new CEO to do? And he actually decided it was the right thing. He spent six months, first six months, before he actively took on the operating role, literally working out of different stores and warehouses across the country. Mm -hmm. Okay, literally. He wanted to learn how to be a barista. He kind of interned. And he tried to get under the skin and did his own set of ethnographies and stuff like that to understand what was it that was causing a really, really terrific brand, right, to be tarnished, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the context of him trying to understand that by himself versus sitting and having a consultant tell him what the staffing policies needed to be or what kind of, you know, pay increases he had to do. That's what is needed, at a fundamental level, which is this leader of a company, needs to be the one who says, I need to understand the human I serve, and I need to understand the human I serve and figure out what is it that they expect from me, and how do I align with that expectation, and how do I get everybody, all the humans that are part of my ecosystem, my suppliers, my employees, my owners, my investors, all my other stakeholders, to all align on the one way that we will deliver an
1: outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know what? I have a question on that because, I mean, um, I, I, you got to be thinking about something. You know, here, here's this leader, the kind of leadership we need today to make this happen, okay? Um, but we also have, we've had a shift, and you're a futurist. We have a shift in the expectations of the employees, especially generations that maybe... X Not so much. They started a little bit, but, um, you know, this is going to become more. Do you think this is going to be more and more important when you look at, you know, um, the retention and what younger people are looking for in a company and for in leadership? Um, I don't see every company paying attention to it, but I have the feeling this is going to be this is becoming more and more important.
2: Absolutely. And you're so right. I think the generations that are going to bring this into the future are, is, I mean, the the last two generations, and these are my kids, right? I've got a 28 year old boy and a 25-year-old daughter, right? And so I see that and I've seen how their shifts. Uh, My companies have way younger people, right? I mean, ironically, I'm finding myself to be one of the oldest people, if not the oldest person at one of my two (laughs) And, and, and it's fascinating. <laughs> but you're right and, and and they are so switched on, and they're so connected into the values and culture, right? And they're no longer taking anybody's word for it, right? Because mm-hmm. they know that the world we are in a society today, Kimberly. I mean, if you look at the data, which is the least trusting society, yeah. ever. Okay, the divisiveness, the fracturing we're seeing, the lack of alignment on the news, the faction. And so when you think about this, right, the sensitivity that people have is so high that leadership that does not really truly understand that they actually are not running a company. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you're the largest company in the world and you've got all of the leverage that you think you have. You don't exist unless your employees are going to basically trust you to do that. Now, if you look at data, 87% of employees, right, people who work do not trust their leadership, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. of the company. And so I think to me, it, you know, and that is why it's actually, and I've been very surprised, this, the whole idea of trust, the context of trust has been resonating ever since the book came out, right? you know, Mm -hmm. It's done unbelievably well, made the Wall Street Journal number three in nonfiction. But more importantly, the amount of demand that's coming in for people wanting to talk about how do I kind of take these principles and actually execute them within the company. And it's it's fascinating because CEOs understand, because CEOs are like me, right? And, you know, the last decade, we're all in the late 40s, 50s and 60s, right? We do not understand the generations coming up. And, uh, unless we pay attention to our kids. And right. that is, this is the upheaval where people need to find an understanding on how do you build trust? How mm-hmm. do you get in trust? How do you make sure you don't break trust? Because if you break it, you're never going to get it back. And get how back. do you do that by doing the small things right and not just go, I did the big thing right and I'm not going to worry about any of the other little things because they've been yeah. It's very important if you see of the largest company in the planet or the smallest company, realize nothing is too small for it to be important if it affects your ability to maintain your trust.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is really fascinating and great discussion. Thank you, um, Zane. We're getting towards the end of the show. So I just I, I just want to come back to our listeners that I, I I did read the book. And I guess um, messages to our listeners um, you know, I certainly got a lot out of the book. Um, uh, what do you want to do? You want to say a couple words about the book and what people can get out of it?
2: Yeah, I think I think the I think the high the highest level and the most impactful thing I ask people to think about is: Do they really understand the expectation that they have of the people that they value? Right. Are the brands that they value, are the companies that they value, do they really, and does the other part, the other person, the other brand, the other company, do they actually reciprocate on the Mm -hmm. expectation? Because if there is a clarity of expectation, then you at least have a starting point of building the foundation of trust. If we don't have clarity of expectation, there is no, you are in the mud and in quicksand. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing I ask people to think about. Do you truly understand what the other person expects of you and what you expect of the other person? And are you guys aligned?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And um, yeah, so just the great ending. Um, anything else we want to just give to our listeners? We have a minute more, and I just think this is fascinating. My my comments are, get the book, um, extremely enjoyable, Um, very different than reading a a business book, but much more, I I found it very engaging and impactful. Um, So thank you, Zane, for the contribution and talking about trust today. And thank you for being on our show.
2: Absolutely, Kimberly. You know, thanks for having me on it.
1: Okay, good. So for our listeners, we've been talking today with Zane Raj, and he's a visionary leader, business accelerator and industry futurist. Uh, Zane combines innovation and creativity to create new business models for the future. Uh, We've been talking about his new book, The Pyramid Puzzle, Igniting Transformation with the Power of Trust. He tells a story about how using a framework grounded on proven social sciences, principles, ancient wisdom and modern day management, and how these things can come together to ignite. Business. He is also the chairman and CEO of Shapiro and Raj, an independent research and insights company. And Zane is the founder and CEO of Zednex, an ideas incubator that takes an objective and disruptive look at issues and trends to help marketers and businesses leaders realize their full potential in this data-driven, digitally-led and insights vision. Digit- Driven world. Now Zane is also the author of the two other books that we talked about today: Marketing for Tomorrow, Not Yesterday, and Brand Rituals: How Successful Brands Bond with Customers for Life. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Zane, you can go to www.zainraj.com, and that is Z Z A I N R A J Zane Raj, and he's also on. LinkedIn under Zane Raj Influencer and on Facebook under Zane Raj Marketer. So please reach out to him. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, legislative white papers, focus on digital. They also have live conferences. Their next live conference is being held next year, May 12th to 15th in Berlin, Germany. And they also have a special program for entrepreneurs and startups. It's called Cinder for Startups. And it is a free e-learning platform. And it takes entrepreneurs and startups from idea to exit uh, through a program that helps them along every step of the way. And they also have other podcasts and also some webinars around this and you can go and find that on the cinder for startups and you can join the platform free it's at no cost if you are an entrepreneur of a startup so please go to www.cinda.org. and with that again zane thank you so much and uh, it was a great pleasure having you
2: Likewise okay, okay.
1: and listeners thank you for listening in and please don't forget to tune in next week or if you don't have time to tune on exactly at 3 pm. specific time, then you find us all over the web and you can listen to us at your own pace. Take care and have a great week.